Welcome to the State of America Road Report. With your hosts, David Hudson and Ian Rice. All right, everybody, welcome back to another State of Morgan Road Report. I am your host, Ian Rice, and joining me this week, young man, all the way from the depths of Mississippi, made his way to the Birmingham, Alabama show. Please welcome David to the show. David, how are you doing? Hello, Ian. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh it's my pleasure, sir. My pleasure. And uh, just uh, you know, tell me a little bit about you. You a regular listener to the show? Or are you a big fan of the band? What's going on? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the band. I love the uh, I love the podcast. And uh, the other guy though is uh, is dead weight. So I'm glad it's you and not him. Well, I mean, have you noticed? You know, we've been doing these solo and stuff like that. You know, people do have preferences, and we can't help that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just I don't know. There's something about him. He's he's annoying. I may have to go leave him an iTunes review, a one star iTunes review, and tell everybody he's annoying and not really a fan of the band. Well, you wouldn't be the first. Also, if you're intending to come on here and uh, state your honest opinion, but it's positive, people will just assume that you're, uh, you know, a shill for the band. So I hope that's not why you've come on here, sir. No, I came on to give my honest assessment of the uh, show at Oak Mountain Amphitheater in Birmingham, Alabama. So, David, you went to the September 5th show. Uh, How was it for you? It was fun. It was good. It was probably the coolest night weather-wise of the summer. It was still really, really muggy, but the temperature was about 80 degrees when the crows took the stage at nine o'clock. All right, folks, I can't uh, continue this any longer. <laughs> okay. That's very difficult. It's particularly since your voice will give you away in 10 seconds, uh, as would mine. But uh, of course, with me, for one of the few of these road reports we've done together, Mr. David Hudson, folks. David. Long time to see, and how are you? You think we had him fooled? I don't, no, I don't know. Not, not, as soon as I open my mouth up, everybody knows who I am. <laughs> hey, hey, seriously, though, before we get started, I, w- I want to say something. I cannot tell you how many people came up to me and recognized me at this show. It blew my mind. My buddy that was with me, I heard him with his wife. He goes, I feel like I'm with a semi-celebrity walking around here. First of all, the play, the amphitheater is kind of like a suburban area, so there aren't like really good restaurants, just all a bunch of chains or whatever. So my buddy Kyle and I went to uh, Hooters, <laughs> classing it up there, uh, to, <laughs> to, to eat. And we're sitting there eating, and I look out of the corner of my eye, and there's a guy walking in with the State of America podcast shirt on. And I just look at my buddy Kyle, and I go, dude, this is weird, <laughs> you know? And the guy walked right on over to me. He's like, hey, David, it was Ben Whitestone, who very, very big supporter of us on Twitter, a really good guy. And I just had a, I had a great time sitting and talking with him for a while. So then our hotel was probably just on the other side of the parking lot of um, the amphitheater. And so we went, checked in, and then um, I decided, uh, let's head on over early. So we headed on over, and with very few people there at that point. And Rex Cunningham texted me. He said, hey, I'm here. Super nice guy. Very positive person. Has a lot of energy. 
Really nice talking to him. And then Dirty Honey started. I only watched them for like 15 minutes, and a couple of my old fraternity brothers were there, so I was going to meet them. And so I was kind of walking through the merch area, beer area, and somebody says, hey, are you David Hudson or David from State of America or something like that? And I said, yeah, I am. It's this guy, Jeff Smith. Well, we start talking. Turns out he literally lives like 20 miles from me. <laughs> he had his wife there. She had on these really cool Three Snakes logo earrings. Anyway, they, been custom. Yeah, they had some friends with them and came over and talked with them. And then one of the, the women with them, her name was Christy, if I remember correctly. She's actually from Marietta and actually knows, you know, the Brothers Robinson. So uh, we talked to her for, I talked to her for a few minutes. Super nice people. I told them, I said, hey, look, you live 20 minutes from me. Let's meet up some night and go out to dinner or something like that. Have a good time. So then my buddy Kyle texts me. He goes, hey, there's somebody here at our seats wanting to see you. So I go back up there. Gentleman's name is David Strain. I believe he is from like Mobile. Uh, he's a big Auburn fan. I remember that. We sat there and talked for about five minutes. Super nice guy. And then when the show was over, we were making our way um, with the big crowd trying to to you know get out. And a guy walks by me and just goes, "Hey, David." And he he seemed really nice. And then um, somebody sent me a message on Instagram and said, "Hey, I think I just walked past you." So uh, it was really, really cool, and it makes me really happy. Not that people recognize me. It's that people enjoy the show, and we've built this community of people that celebrate the music and love the music. And it was just really, really cool, and it made my night. It was awesome. So I uh, just want to say thank you to all those. If I got your names wrong, I apologize. It was a lot of people, and if I forgot somebody... Shoot me a message, and I'll mention you on the next podcast. Well, yes, I, I don't blame you. You were a little excited that night. You were looking forward to that. I know something uh, built up for you for uh, for a long time. Did it meet your expectations is the big question. Actually exceeded them. And, and they were already pretty good based on what everybody had said. And You know, I said from the beginning when they announced this thing, I was going to have an open mind about it. I was not going to let, you know, who was or who wasn't in the band or what they were playing or not playing. I was I was not going to let that affect you know my honest assessment of the show. I had a lot of a lot of expectations based on people that we trust. Uh, all the people that we've had on here that have been to these shows are diehard fans like us, and in some instances bigger fans than us. And so we haven't had anybody on here that's really had anything. There's been a few negative comments, but I mean you have to be honest. You know, uh, the people these people I respect their opinion, and so I was like, well, I think it's going to be fun and. It was it was a really really good much needed good time. And let me just reiterate for for a lot of folks out there who might be questioning this still, uh, we every road report that we've recorded we've aired. Uh, so there's never been you know we don't just pick the positive ones or anything. Everything that we've aired we've spoken to people who genuinely had a good time. And you you know most people go in maybe with a lower expectation and then they always come out with a much higher end result. And I think that's great. Yeah. I, I do too. It was good. So let me ask you, you know, this, the, the questions we normally reserve for the other episodes, uh, standouts for the, uh, shake your moneymaker set. Oh, twice as hard. I mean, I absolutely love my, love that song. Um, that's one of my favorite black crow songs and the umbrella thing works better in person than it does on video. I'll tell you that just because the way they do the whole thing with the person coming out and putting the coin in the jukebox and shake your moneymaker playing. And then it's so, it's so cool because instantaneously when they hit this one part, Rich just hits that open and lick. And you're like, first of all, you're like, wow, this is the drums haven't even kicked in yet. And it's very loud. 
I just <laughs> I just love that song and I know like depending on what part of the country you're in, if you're not familiar with New Orleans, what essentially Chris is doing is a second line, which is something that takes place in New Orleans, like when somebody dies or whatever, and you have the umbrella and, and you, you walk around like he does with it. And I think that's what he's going for, party atmosphere. It does, in my opinion, play out better live than it does on the videos. Anyway, so Twice as Hard was really good, but man, everybody was dead on about seeing things. Hands down, the highlight, the, the biggest highlight of the Shake Your Money Maker part, Joel Robineau steps up to the plate and hits it out of the park. And he is so enthusiastic the whole show. I mean, he is he's jumping up and down and dancing. But man, Chris's vo- vocals. Now, you know, I didn't get to see the Crows in 95, 96, 97 in person. That is the best I've ever heard his voice in person. They killed it on that. I don't like thick and thin. I've never liked thick and thin. It doesn't do anything for me. I swear, like my first seven or eight shows, they played it every time. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I'm just not a fan of that song. Twice as hard seeing things. Sister Luck was great. Chris just, his vocals, I, I just can't stress enough how good they are. Oddly enough, I've never been a big fan of Hard to Handle. So that's a that's a skipper for me. The other songs were okay to good. But to me, Twice as hard seeing things and Sister Luck really, really stood out. Oh, and Strutton Blues was cool. The parts that Joel Robineau plays. They had him turn, cranked up really loud at the beginning of it, and it really set the mood for the song. Very cool. What about Stericold? How was that closing it out? It was good. It was good. I'll be honest with you. Kind of after St- uh, after Strutton Blues, I was kind of collecting my thoughts a little bit after that one. Stericold was good, though. And you got a, a somewhat maybe more abbreviated, but still jam-packed with some good stuff, second set. They're cutting songs, like number of songs. So there was... You know, No Speak, No Slave wasn't played. Soul Singing wasn't played. So I believe there, if I believe if you look at opening night, I, off the top of my head, I think we, I may have been shorted two songs. It's possible. I don't know if uh, different venues have, you know, different time constraints or something like that. But, uh, well, if they I mean, did, they ended at 1045. That would be an odd, you know, curfew, 1045. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you kind of started out with uh, Sting Me. Always a good one. I know you're a big fan of that one. Very big fan. This is one of the... Um, uh, we'll get to Isaiah in a little bit, but um, he he did a really good job on this song. One of the things that I like about, I've always liked about the song, is the energy of it live. Even though I've seen it, you know, a dozen times or so, Chris always seems to enjoy singing this one. And I thought the backup singers did a good job. I know there's been some people knocking them and knocking the mix on it. I thought they did really good, in particular on this song. I thought they really, really stood out. You know, and there's not a lot of opportunities for them to really do anything on the moneymaker part other than like seeing things and, and, and some parts here or there. They really stepped up to the plate on Sting Me and sounded great. And then, uh, of course, you got like two diamonds, I think. You got Goodbye Daughters of the Revolution and Descending. If you remember, I said I wanted my morning song, Descending, and a cover other than It's Only Rock and Roll. So I got those. They were rattling the windows at our hotel during soundcheck. And I heard them. Do, I heard them do. I heard them do daughters, and I heard them do descending for sure. The other one, for whatever reason, I was having a hard time making it out what it was. At one point, Ian, I almost thought it was Winter by the Rolling Stones. Oh and, man! And man, I was like, I was ready just to to run over there and, and try to hear. It. For all I know, it may have been, but it sure sounded like it. But obviously, they didn't. They didn't play it that night. Goodbye, Daughters of the Revolution. I thought was really, really good. 
it did slow the crowd down as far as like people being excited. They were still standing, stood the whole time. Sven really does a good job on this one. He did a really good job all night, and he was turned up way high in the mix too. I, I just I cannot emphasize how loud this show was. I mean, <laughs> it was it was it was really really loud. Goodbye, Daughters of the Revolution was really good, and then Descending. Even if you don't like how somebody plays Descending, the fact that they try to play it, you gotta you gotta give them kudos for that because you're just about gonna get crucified if it's not note for note what Ed did. I thought that Joel's interpretation of it was very respectful of Ed's. Slight deviation here or there, but for the most part, it was it was a lot like Ed's. You can tell they like singing this song. Um, I thought the slide playing on it was really good, and Chris seemed to enjoy singing it. And then Joel did get a really good response on the outro when he got done. So you get through that one, and people like me aren't getting upset because you didn't play it just like Ed. I, that's that's a compliment. No, definitely. I mean, I'm glad you got that one because it was on your bucket list for the for the evening. I guess uh, I wanted to ask you too because now you've seen it live and in person. The current lineups take on Wiser Time. It was good. It was good. I think you know. Obviously, it's not much of a jam there, and and to me, that's an essential part of that song live. I feel like you're missing a big emotional component of it without the more extended jam. I thought Brian Griffin did a great job on drums on this one. He had the cowbell just right, just like Steve played it. It sounded really, really good. It wasn't one of my favorite songs of the night, though. I mean, that's fair enough. Actually, before we uh, cruise on ahead, let's talk about uh, you know individual members, particularly the new guys, how they did. Joe Robineau, I thought... Of all the new guys, I thought he did the best. For one thing, his energy. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy this excited to play the organ and, and piano. I mean, seriously, <laughs> he was he was into it, and he had to have been just as hot and sweaty as, as Chris was. Isaiah was extremely loud in the mix. I think I told you that. I don't know if I've ever been to a Black Crow show where a lead guitar player was that loud in the mix. Mm. I thought he had some really, really good moments. Like I said, Twice as hard. I thought he had a, 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 a did really good on that. Sister Luck, I thought was great. The outro on Jealous Again. He doesn't play She Talks to Angels the same way he did on the Howard Stern Show. I love that version that he played on How, the Howard Stern Show. Let's see, second set. What stood out? He did a really good job with that second solo on Sting Me, which I, I kind of, that's a, to me, that's a very special piece of music from the crows that second solo because i feel like when southern harmony came out that was kind of their way of announcing you know this is going to be different uh, right. i thought he did a really good job on that the slide guitar on goodbye daughters of the revolution i wasn't the biggest fan on but he hasn't had a chance to play that one a lot so right. like i said he had some really really good moments um i didn't notice that he had any bad moments so the rest of the time he was just good but those songs I told you, I think he did a really like exceptional job on. And if you go from the first show to now, especially in that twice as hard solo, he's come a long way on that. And I think it's just probably familiarity. You know, I'm not a musician. You're not really well. You you more so than me. I would think practicing and rehearsing and, and then play it in front of ten thousand people is two totally different things. And and the sonic dynamics on all of that. So I think he's really come a long way on that one. 
See, that's uh, that's encouraging to me because I like to hear that because that makes me think, you know, big things for what's down the road. You know. Well, and uh, one more thing on him, he was really into twice as hard, like stomping his feet and jumping up and down a little bit, um, which I thought was really really cool. Now, big question, of course, you got mm-hmm. a really really tasty encore there. You got yourself, hey hey, what can I do? Of all the ones that they've played, the encores that they played, I either wanted this one or Torn and Frayed. I'm pretty sure Torn and Frayed was a one-off for when Charlie died. They came back out and Chris said, uh, Mr. Jimmy Page taught us how to play this song. And as soon as he said that, I knew what it was going to be. They launched into it. Joe Robineau played the uh, the mandolin on it. I feel like about three quarters of the crowd knew what it was and the other quarter you know, didn't. Those of us that knew, we got it, you know. We who see the deep, Ian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was just tickled pink that they played this. I was smiling so much. I was like, yes, we didn't get it. I just don't like It's Only Rock and Roll by the Stones. I don't like it when the Stones play it. Um, I'm not a big Velvet Underground guy. So um, I I was really, really happy to get this one. It sent me out on a a really good note. Fun fact, that actually happens to be probably my top Zeppelin tune, or at least in the top five. Oh, for, for sure, for me too. And it was never even properly released on an album. No, it was Immigrant Song B-Side, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, same thing with Traveling Riverside Blues. I think that's a great song. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear you had such fun, man. I did. I did. It was much needed. I just, I really, really had a good time. It was just, it, it was a very fun rock show. Loud rock show. And I really, I really... As you were telling me these, you know, stories off air, you know, first when you, you know, the evening of when we spoke. Oh no, it was the next morning. I'm sorry when mm-hmm. we spoke. And uh, it's really, it really is heartwarming in a way. All of these folks coming up and 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 recognizing you and saying nice things. And it, you're 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 absolutely right. It's really a a nice community here that we've uh, fostered a little bit. And I really very thankful for the people that listen and, and have always listened and, or just jumped on board but you know really into it and and take the time to let us know that uh it, it means a lot to me i know it means a lot to you it does it does and, and speaking of meaning a lot i can't tell you how happy i am sven was up there oh and, absolutely man and i can't tell you how much fun he looked like he was having sven's always just the cool cat on stage you know uh steps up at the right time for the uh backing vocals and then backs off uh, his bass was really loud in the mix. You could really make out a lot of his runs that he was doing. I, I know Steve Gleason, if he was there, he would have given the thumbs up. But uh, just I'm, I'm on a personal and professional level, I'm very happy for him. Oh, yeah. Sven is one of the coolest, classiest cats out there. And uh, I'm glad to see good things happening for him because he certainly deserves it, man. Exactly. And, hey, Ian, why don't you tell people at the show in New York you're going to be at, there may be some goodies handed out. That's right. That's right. You read my mind. I was just going to throw that in at the end there. Yes, I have five copies on vinyl of the 30th anniversary repress of Shake Your Moneymaker uh, and uh, going to box it up with some some other State of America goodies and actually uh, hand those out to some lucky folks. So if you're, if you're around the parking lot area and you happen to spot me, come on over and get yourself a Shake Your Moneymaker. See, I'm bribing people to come see me, David. Well, they just... And why don't you tell people what show you're going to? That might help. Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to get into particulars, uh, you know, I'm going to be at the Jones Beach Amphitheater show on September 17th in the New York area, and I will be there nice and early because I'm doing the meet and greet. 
You can be like, where's Waldo? They can all try to find you. You can leave like clues online. Yeah, and I'm like Willy Wonka, so like whatever catches my whim at that time, maybe I'll throw something else into one or two of the boxes. You never know. Yeah, that would be. So if you're up there, go uh, go meet Ian and hang out with him. He's much nicer in person than he is on the podcast. You know, David, words hurt sometimes. <laughs> you know, I have feelings. I feel I'm a very nice person. And is he? And, and as we talked about Jason Johannes, he's of average height. That's right. <laughs> I'm easily spottable, though, because I, unlike you, you went a little more incognito. I'm going to be wearing a royal blue State of America t-shirt. That's right. So, That's right. Limited yeah. edition. We have the only two uh, copies of it. Yes. And don't make me feel bad and have to make more because those were yeah, special th- for Ian and David. Those are our host shirts. But uh, speaking of shirts, though, uh, just so folks know, we will be doing another run of those uh, if there's interest. So uh, we'll we're going. But we're going to change it up. But we're going to change it up a little bit. Well, we have to because those yeah. first run people need to know what they have there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just thrilled me to see somebody in one of our shirts in uh, in person. Isn't that exciting? Every time somebody sends a picture and they're in it, uh, it's like, wow, look at that, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I thank I thank all those folks for for buying the shirts and wearing them and doing all this and that, and uh, that's really great, man. I really appreciate that. So uh, any final thoughts to add, David, before we wrap this one up? If they're coming around you and you like rock and roll, go see them. Don't compare it to any, any other incarnation of the Crows. Don't compare it to any you know other show you've seen. Just go and have fun. I mean, we've all had a miserable 18 months. Go get a couple of beers, sit there, and act like you're 17 or 18 again, and you're at a loud rock show. And that's what it is. It's a very loud rock show that's a lot of fun. And Chris Robinson is putting on a clinic about being a front man. I have not seen him. You know, Obviously, I didn't see him in 92, 93. I've seen a million of the videos. It's 92, 93 form, the way he's acting on stage. He was absolutely drenched in sweat. I mean, completely covered in it. And he even made a he even made a joke. He said, "I'm sweating like a preacher in the pulpit that's been lying his whole life." <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was it was muggy, not as muggy as it, it has been around here, but the temperature wasn't bad. And I'm, and you know me, I hate the heat again, worse than anything. I, I know. <laughs> and uh, he was he was he was working it and. Uh, Need to mention Rich. Rich held it down like he always did. It always fascinates me, especially with like some of these chord changes and stuff. I, I, I'm told they're very intricate and, and hard to play. He makes it look so easy. And he was smiling. He and Chris were joking around. I thought it was a great concert. He's using some different guitars that I haven't seen him use before. Yeah, so my advice would be just go see it and have fun. All right, Mr. Hudson. Well, I appreciate you joining us for this road report. It's nice to do one with you. It, it was. It was, even if I'm on the other end of it. That's true. All right, folks. So uh, David and I will be back with some more regular episodes, some more chats, some more road reports in the very near future. We've got a lot of exciting things happening. Yes, and we have three really cool like regular episodes coming up that are going to be interesting and fun for everybody. And so we're going to start trying to get the uh, more of those regular episodes out, too, along with these, because it's been a while since we had a long-form one. So... Uh, Let's say some of you might uh, might want to brush up on your Black Crows trivia. Yes. Uh, we're going to have a person on that is not familiar with the Black Crows post Shake Your Money Maker, and they are going to, uh, we're going to give them some songs to listen to. And then uh, the next one um, that comes out, maybe, maybe or maybe not, have something to do with television. So That's right. And it may just feature the uh, the two main lads of the program for once. 
you know, something we haven't done in a while. Look forward to all of those. We're still going to keep doing these uh, road reports. Again, everybody that came up to me and talked to me, I, I hope I was able to to show my appreciation. It really meant a lot to me and, and made my night. So thank you to all of you. And if I didn't mention your name, send me a message and I'll mention it on the next one. All right, man. Well, it sounds awesome. And it makes me look that much more forward to my upcoming show. So we thank everybody for joining us for this road report and we'll see you soon. <laughs> Money maker, she won't shake her money maker. She won't shake her money.